Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, July 11th, and we start with local news. Former Columbia Central baseball standout Jaden Ham was selected during Monday's portion of the Major League Baseball draft as the Detroit Tigers picked him up in the fifth round. Ham, who went 11-7 and with 167 strikeouts in 150 innings over three seasons at Middle Tennessee State University, was the 143rd selection overall in the three-day, 20-round process that began Sunday night in Seattle as part of the festivities around the All-Star Game. The 6'2", 197-pound right-hander is the second player with Murray County ties to go in the MLB draft in as many seasons. Brandon Johnson, who pitched at Columbia State prior to a two-year career at Ole Miss, was the ninth-round pick of the Kansas City Royals last year after the Rebels won the College World Series. Ham is the first Murray Countyan to be selected since ex-Spring Hill pitcher Zach King went to the Miami Marlins in the 13th round of the <clears throat> excuse me, 2019 draft out of Vanderbilt. He's also the first Columbia Central grad to be picked since the San Francisco Giants took Heath Slatton in the 18th round of the 2015 draft out of MTSU. Murray County Public Schools Superintendent Lisa Ventura is pleased to announce that Michelle Gilbert has accepted a position with Murray County Public Schools as Director of Teaching, Learning, and Assessment. Gilbert, a 25-year veteran educator, received an undergraduate degree from the University of Tennessee at Martin in Elementary Education and a Master's Degree in Educational Administration from Austin Peay State University. She also obtained additional coursework while adding an endorsement to serve as a school counselor. Mrs. Gilbert has served as an elementary school teacher at East Hickman Elementary School and as an elementary school teacher, school counselor, and assistant principal at Centerville Elementary School. She worked as the principal of Hickman County Middle School and the chief academic officer for grades K-12 through in Hickman County. Over the last seven years, Mrs. Gilbert has served as the director of schools in Hickman County. Mrs. Gilbert said on being chosen by Superintendent Ventura, I am thankful for this opportunity and am honored to join the instructional team in Murray County. Working on positive outcomes for students is a field I am passionate about. I am excited and look forward to working with teachers, leaders, and families to support our students. Superintendent Lisa Ventura stated, Michelle brings to Murray County Schools a high level of experience and an exceptional instruction background that will be invaluable in our teaching, learning, and assessment department. We are excited to have Michelle accept this position and look forward to welcoming her to our team. Columbia is now home to several new dining and drink establishments over the last few weeks. Columbia's newest coffee shop, Dutch Bros Coffee, opened its window to drive through customers last week, offering hot and cold coffees with creative flavors, plus tea and fruit drinks. A line of customers anxiously awaiting their morning or afternoon coffee has wrapped around the new signature Blue Box building almost every day the coffee stand has been open. Serving not only caffeine-loving people, the coffee chain also serves pups looking for a refreshing treat. Customer Dalton Owens enjoyed a coffee drink while his dog Shaggy Jack also slurped a cup of fresh whipped cream accompanied by a dog treat. Northwest-based Dutch Bros Coffee, founded in Oregon by actual brothers, has a running tally of 671 locations across 14 states. Columbia store operator Matt 
Coat said he's delighted the Columbia location has received such a steady turnout since its opening day. We've had a great turnout. We love meeting all of the customers coming through to see what Dutch Bros is all about, Coat said. He said Columbia is an ideal location to expand the chain because of its access to a busy artery, James Campbell Boulevard, where customers can be served quickly. He also said customers can expect friendly service along with an expedited drink. Our broistas make coming through a fun experience, he said. Dutch Bros also has an extensive menu with offerings beyond coffee, so it's great for people who want customized energy drinks, blended drinks, or teas or lemonades, he said. Dutch Bros is located at 813 South James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. It's open 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily. Cult Persona is serving up two-inch-high gourmet quiches, as well as sweet breakfast and snack items like cranberry scones, donuts, cookies, and vegan options. The two-inch-high deep-dish southern quiche has quickly become a customer favorite made with turnip greens and country ham for a mix of creamy and salty flavors with a bright hint of vinegar. The coffee shop, boutique, and wine bar also offers homeware novelty items like hand towels, locally made pottery, handy bottle openers, as well as high-end chocolate bars and popcorn. Cult Persona is located in the Columbia Arts Building off High Street at 307 West 11th Street, Level 3 in Columbia. The shop is open from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and is closed on Sunday. For more information about Cult Persona, you can visit them on Instagram. Those who prefer Tex-Mex options can find a solid menu at the new Chipotle Mexican Grill chain location on James Campbell Boulevard. The fast food staple has drawn new customers and provided an extra option for quick, healthy food in Colombia. A standard menu of rice, beans, and protein choices in various combinations abound from tacos and burritos to bowls and salads. Meat-free and vegan options are abundant as well. Chipotle is located at 610 James M. Campbell Boulevard South in Columbia and is open from 1045 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily. Lunch options like sandwiches, burgers, burritos, and more are also offered in on the diner-inspired menu. American Barrel, Columbia's newest upscale cocktail cafe on 7th Street, offers old-world style with a modern flair, featuring a diverse small-plate menu with creative cocktails made from homemade syrups with exotic flavors like elderberry, mint, orange, and lavender. Customers can find a classic old-fashioned cocktail and down-home meatballs with bourbon, as well as caprese salad, wine, and local craft beers. Owners America and Nathan Close renovated the historic building and say everyone has a seat at the table at the new cafe with indoor and outdoor seating. Their hours are 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Tuesday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday. The cafe is closed on Sunday and Monday. Visit www.americanbarrelcafe.com for more information on that establishment. And if you are looking for a restaurant to kickstart your day, a hearty breakfast at the Stubborn Mule on Nashville Highway might do the trick. The new breakfast and lunch spot offers breakfast classics like eggs and bacon, as well as a filling meal of country fried steak, eggs, hash browns, and gravy. Lunch options like sandwiches, burgers, burritos, and more are also offered on the diner-inspired menu. That restaurant is located at 1511 Nashville Highway and is open from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily. For more information, visit The Stubborn Mule on Facebook. United Way of Murray County and On Mission Motorsports are thrilled to announce an exciting partnership that will send a local hero to California at no cost to them. 
This partnership represents a significant step forward in supporting and honoring these remarkable individuals who selflessly serve our community and country. The partnership between On Mission Motorsports and United Way of Murray County aims to recognize the outstanding contributions of local heroes whose tireless efforts and dedication make a profound impact in the community. These organizations seek to express their gratitude by providing an unforgettable experience for a deserving individual. The selected local hero will be flown to California at no cost to witness and participate in the adrenaline-pumping race event taking place in Johnson Valley in Barstow from November 3rd to the 5th, presented by DP4 Racing. Throughout the three-day event, they will have exclusive access to witness high-speed racing, meet top-notch drivers, and even the opportunity to climb into the co-driver's seat during a section of the race. This opportunity will serve as a well-deserved expression of gratitude for their commitment and service to the Murray County community and our nation. On Mission Motorsports is a prominent motorsports nonprofit organization committed to giving back to those who have served their country and is honored to partner with United Way of Murray County in recognizing a local hero. To be considered for this opportunity, you must be a veteran, first responder, or active duty military and go on the On Mission Motorsports website at onmissionmotorsports.org and click on the Nominate a Hero tab. Be sure to add UWMC in the notes section. United Way of Murray County is proud to collaborate with On Mission Sports on this exceptional initiative. It gives us immense joy to honor an outstanding local hero by providing them with a thrilling experience they will cherish forever, said Laura Trulove, Executive Director at United Way of Murray County. We believe it is crucial to recognize and celebrate the remarkable individuals who go above and beyond to make our community and nation a better place. We are grateful to On Mission Motorsports for joining hands with us in this endeavor, she said. We are thrilled to work with United Way of Murray County to send a deserving local hero to a captivating race in California, said Jeff Goldsmith, president at On Mission Motorsports. At On Mission Motorsports, we understand the importance of giving back and showing appreciation to those who serve our communities and our country. Through this collaboration, we hope to inspire others to recognize and support the remarkable heroes among us, he said. This collaboration between On Mission Motorsports and United Way of Murray County reflects the power of partnerships in creating meaningful experiences and recognizing the selfless individuals who make a significant impact on our society. By joining forces, these organizations aim to inspire others to acknowledge and appreciate the exceptional efforts of our local heroes. The local hero going to the race will be announced at the group's annual fundraiser on August 25th at the Memorial Building in Columbia. For more information about On Mission Sports and United Way Murray County, please visit onmissionmotorsports.org and unitedwayofmurraycounty.com. Columbia State Community College has received a transformational funding grant from the United Way of Greater Nashville, as well as funding from United Way of Murray County to create the Charger Child Care Program. We're very grateful for the United Way of Greater Nashville to offer this funding, which will truly transform the lives of these students and their families, said Patrick McElhenney, Columbia State Development Officer and Director of Grants. The funding for the grant comes from the United Way of Greater Nashville, provided through a donation by Mackenzie Scott. UWGN is using this transformational funding to prioritize high-quality and affordable child care, early literacy, and grade-level reading and workforce development. Beneficiaries of this funding must be residents and counties included in the UWGN footprint and Columbia State service area, therefore Hickman County and Williamson County. However, the United Way of Murray County agreed to provide funding to expand the program to support student parents residing in Murray County as well. 
The grant, consisting of $150,000, will be used to launch the Charger Child Care Program. This consists of subsidies to assist Columbia State student parents with out-of-pocket expenses for child care. In the future, the hopes are that additional funding will be secured to expand the program into other counties in in Columbia State's service area. Student parents have reported that child care cost is a major barrier to their opportunity to stay enrolled in higher education, said Dr. Krista Martin, Columbia State Executive Director of Access and Inclusion. It is unaffordable and sometimes not available, or the agencies have long wait lists for entry. Columbia State recognized this barrier and has initiated this new program with funding from United Way of Greater Nashville to provide financial assistance to our student parents that qualify for the program, she said. The Charger Child Care Program is administered through the Office of Access and Inclusion. Because Columbia State does not have an on-campus child care facility, the program provides subsidies to minimize out-of-pocket child care expenses for student parents. Subsidies are calculated as a percentage of the fee for which the student parent is responsible, after all other resources of aid are applied, on a sliding fee scale based on income level. Subsidies are paid directly to the licensed child care center. United Way of Murray County is thrilled to be partnering with Columbia State to make the Charger Child Care Program a reality here in our community, said Laura Trulove, United Way of Murray County Executive Director. UWMC is proud to support this initiative and help students fulfill their dreams of furthering their education, she said. Columbia State student parents residing in Hickman, Williamson, or Murray counties with child care cost hardships are encouraged to reach out to Cheryl Seacrest, Columbia State Charger Child Care Program Coordinator at C-Seacrest, that's C-S-E-C-R-E-S-T-3, at columbiastate.edu, to discuss their needs and the application process. Potential students with child care expenses that are an obstacle to enrolling are also encouraged to contact Seacrest. For more information on the Mackenzie Scott United Way of Greater Nashville Transformational Funding, visit www.unitedwaygreaternashville.org. For more information about the United Way of Murray County, visit www.unitedwayofmurraycounty.com. And now, your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Angela Dawn Lackey of Columbia, Tennessee, and a business analyst at Farm Bureau Health Plans for 21 years, died Wednesday, July 5th. Visitation for Mrs. Lackey will be from 5 to 8 p.m. on Tuesday, July 11th at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, with the funeral Wednesday, July 12th at 11 a.m. at First Presbyterian Church of Spring Hill. Burial will follow at 2 p.m. at Kirkland Cemetery in Taft, Tennessee. Mrs. Patricia Sewell Fitzgerald, 85, passed away on Thursday, July 6th in Columbia. Graveside services for Mrs. Fitzgerald will be conducted on Saturday, July 15th at 11 a.m. at Sunset Hill Cemetery in the Theta community. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. 
and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have lots of sunshine today with a high near 88 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect clear skies and a low of 63. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. 
That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association. Funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7 your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. An investigation is underway as Franklin police work to identify several young children who were allegedly drugged and raped by a Franklin man. Camilo Hurtado Campos, a popular soccer coach, is being held for rape of a child and sexual exploitation of a minor. Detectives are expected to file several additional charges, according to a release from the Franklin Police Department. Police were contacted by a local restaurant after staff found a cell phone left behind by a customer, later determined to be Compos. Workers took a look through it to try and find information that would lead them to the owner of the phone in order to return it. What they found instead were dozens of unconscionable videos and pictures of children, and so they called police, a spokesperson from the FPD said in the release. During an immediate investigation, detectives found hundreds of disturbing videos and pictures on that phone, and many of them Compost recorded himself raping unconscious boys between approximately 9 and 17 years old. The 63-year-old soccer coach has lived in Franklin for the last 20 years, with that time split between two neighborhoods, Hill Estates and, most recently, on Glass Lane in the downtown Franklin area. During off hours, according to the release, Campos frequented nearby school playgrounds in both neighborhoods where he approached kids and recruited them as players on his team. After gaining their trust, Campos invited many of the kids to his home where he allegedly drugged and raped them. The rapes of at least 10 children have been found on Campos' phone so far. Working with local schools, detectives have identified two of his victims— Police hope that those familiar with Campos can help them put a name with the faces of the remaining victims. Detectives say that the children in these videos were in such an unconscious state that they might not have even realized that they were victims. If you or your child have been associated with Campos through the years, especially if he has been your child's coach, Franklin police want to hear from you. You can please call them at 615-794-2513. As of July 1st, no one in the United States Treasury Department's list of sanctioned individuals or a citizen of a sanctioned country can buy real estate in Tennessee. A new law signed by Governor Bill Lee in May is part of a wave of legislation that restricts foreign land ownership in the United States. In most states, the laws focus on farmland. Across the South, new restrictions have been proposed or passed this year in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Oklahoma, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Micah Brown, an attorney at the University of Arkansas's National Agricultural Law Center, monitors laws that limit foreign ownership of American farmland. In the last two years, he has seen a steady rise in states proposing these laws. 
This year, the number exploded, with nearly half the state legislatures now considering laws to restrict or ban some foreign ownership of agricultural land. Many of the lawmakers state their reasoning as national security and food security, Brown said. Federal laws are also being considered to strengthen the oversight of foreign ownership of U.S. farmlands. In the past, most state laws restricted any foreign ownership. The latest laws mainly target what Brown calls the Big Four, China, Iran, North Korea, and Russia. And China is often framed as the greatest threat, even though only a tiny fraction of U.S. agricultural land is owned by Chinese interests. The largest foreign landholders are from Canada, with 12.8 million acres, followed by the Netherlands, Italy, the United Kingdom, and Germany. According to the most recent U.S. Department of Agriculture data from 2021, Chinese interests held 383,935 acres that year. Politicians often point to a dramatic recent jump in the percentage of farmland owned by Chinese interests as a, as a reason for concern, but most of that increase happened in 2013, when the Chinese company WH Group bought Smithfield Foods, the largest, world's largest pork producer. That year, primarily because of the Smithfield sale, Chinese ownership of U.S. agricultural land rose from 69,295 acres to 248,503 acres. Of the 3% of U.S. agricultural land owned by foreigners, roughly 0.05% is Chinese-held, according to the USDA. In the last few years, however, several high-profile controversial Chinese land purchases, a corn mill near an Air Force base in North Dakota, and a proposed wind farm in Texas received national media attention and caused politicians to react across the country. Republican presidential candidates Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis have both embraced restrictions on Chinese farm ownership on the campaign trail, although the issue, like many agricultural concerns, is less partisan at the state level. A proposed Senate bill to increase federal scrutiny of foreign farmland purchases has bipartisan support. A Tennessee commission is urging the Tennessee Department of Transportation to tap into existing federal funds in an effort to establish passenger rail routes, with the highest priority placed on a potential Nashville-Chattanooga-Atlanta route. In a new study, the Tennessee Advisory Commission on Intergovernmental Relations found the state needs passenger rail to offset rising traffic congestion levels and commute times. A current Amtrak line from Chicago to New Orleans stops daily in Memphis, but passenger rail is otherwise limited in the state. Amtrak closed its previous Nashville station in 1979. Establishing passenger rail can take decades, the commission acknowledged, and the study recommended increased inner-city bus infrastructure to balance congestion issues in the meantime. The commission recommended Tennessee establish a U.S. 64 bus line to connect Memphis and Nashville, in addition to increased bus service along Interstate 40 and Interstate 81 to serve Memphis, Nashville, Knoxville, and Bristol. In its findings on passenger rail, the commission established three tiers of routes it recommended TDOT prioritize in determining potential costs and logistics of establishing passenger rail services for the state. The Nashville-Atlanta route should be the first priority, the commission said. Amtrak has previously called a potential Nashville-to-Atlanta route a sweet spot for passenger rail and estimated connecting the two cities could generate $464 million in annual economic impact in the region and nearly $20 billion in economic activity from one-time capital investments. In the second tier, a Memphis-Nashville and Chattanooga-Knoxville-Bristol route were recommended. In the third tier, the commission recommended a Nashville-Louisville route and a Memphis-Carbondale-Chicago route. 
Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. Do you enjoy tabletop games and love to complete compete against others? Well, this event is for you. On Thursday, July 13th, join Columbia's Parks and Recreation Department and others for an evening filled with board games, card games, puzzles, and more. It's happening at the Fairview Park Recreation Center from 5 to 7 p.m. Fairview Park is located at 871 Iron Bridge Road in Columbia. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.